Hello, I'm John Waters, and I'm supposed to announce there is no smoking in this theater, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life. How can anyone sit through a length of a film, especially a European film, and not have a cigarette? But don't you wish you had one right now? Mm, 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 mm. And I'm telling you, smoke anyway. It gives ushers jobs. And if people didn't smoke, there would be no employment for the youth of today. So once again, no smoking in this theater. That is a good like, point. I thought they yeah. were going to do the drive thing where he sets the bullet on the dude's forehead and then like smashes it in with the hammer. But yeah, I f- movies have just been trying to one up themselves in regards to torture scenes. Like yeah. that is like another. What a fun thing. What a good thing to one up yourself with. Yeah. Well, I, I was. But I say that, but also like I've definitely written like what I would do if I like or not what I would do. You got to show like, guys if I was, If I was writing an action movie, what would the torture sequence <laughs> I wrote be? Yeah. <laughs> we I think we we had talked a little bit about this movie in relation to John Wick. Like yeah. at least. And I was thinking just, like, in the... I was taking a shower earlier, and I was thinking, like... Me too. Hey, I was also thinking about John Wick. Shower buddies. <laughs> in the shower? Yeah. Oh, that's, it's kind of weird. Like we had a moment yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> we really connected. Uh, no, but I was thinking, like, you know, I don't think this movie is, like, a super influential piece of blockbuster filmmaking, you know, like... Oh, really? The Dark Knight or anything. But I think this movie is really influential. Oh, I think it's, like, it's one of the most influential action movies of the, like... Yeah, so I was just comparing it to The Dark Knight because I think The Dark Knight did pretty much that's an interesting ruin blockbuster films for like yeah, a decade. That's an interesting um, parallel. I I think it is, especially just that. I mean, we were talking about like you know the Winter Soldier and that whole. I don't know why uh, Gareth uh, Evans, not Gareth Edwards. Evans, Gareth not Edwards, Evans. Yeah, I don't know why he hasn't been. I I don't know why Marvel hasn't snatched that dude up for yeah. the most uh, generic. He turned sequel. down uh, Justice League sequel. Gareth Evans, of course, did he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but but so to speak Good to call. that, like that's kind of true, right? Like he does seem like an obvious choice, right? Like you yeah. watch this movie, it's like how's this dude making every fucking Marvel movie now? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this movie is influential. This yeah, is super for influential sure. on video games and uh, and especially genre movies. Yeah. Um, we should should we start? Yeah, let's get into it. I assume that was going to be just kind of cold I think open that, there. Yeah, I mean, that we're sounds recording. Like a good That's fine. We're doing something. This is Try Love. Hey. My name is Harry. Jason. And my name is Aaron. You can say your name is Jason. Jason. I mean, you'll pro- <laughs> Madonna. That's all the people that's we have all on the, the pod. And that's to, all the time we no, have today. No, no, no. <laughs> Just the three of us. Just the three of us today. Oh, yeah. John's um, not with us today. He's busy doing something. Um, Aaron is John now. Did he send you guys any thoughts about the film? Just that he didn't that have any like thoughts about the film. As his voice. I think he liked now. it. Okay. That's <laughs> right. what he John said. Gave a th- gave giving a thumbs up through the podcast. He liked apparently. it. Didn't think there was anything underneath its skin. Nothing to... Is that what he said? Not exactly, but he said okay, that he just really didn't feel like there was a whole lot there. words to put in that dude's mouth, man. I don't know. <laughs> it seems a little... Uh, <laughs> Well, he's not here, so I can't just fuck this movie. He hates it. Sure, uh, no. Um, yeah, we're we're talking about the raid. Yeah, the raid, or in America, the raid redemption. Um, a, a be- it's not quite like a live die repeat level of renaming, but it's, it's like it's, pretty. It's, bad. it's up there. It's worse. Yeah, it's worse. I like. I don't know. I think we we probably all have this opinion. The raid is like a good name for a movie. It's pretty bad, especially pretty this name, this movie. Direct. And yeah, it's like it's so clear and concise, and just like that is what it is. Yeah. And the raid redemption is a fucking terrible name for a movie. Um, especially the first movie in a series. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, no good. Uh, Barondal, I do think is a that's the name of the sequel. The yeah. mm-hmm. Barondal, I think that's pretty good. That's a pretty that's cool got, name. That's a pretty yeah. good name. Um, but yeah, redemption, especially because the movie's not really about redemption. It doesn't. Yeah, a lot of action movies are like vaguely about redemption, but like there's nobody's, not really nobody's anybody even who, remotely redeemed in this movie. No. There's a second where you're like, is the brother going to be redeemed? But like he's no, like he's, pointedly he's not. not. Yeah, <laughs> like that's so the, the, the point of his arc is that he's not redeemed. Is a single person redeemed by the end of this film? It should have been the raid no, revolver. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> got him. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're so. probably going to talk about video games during this podcast because it's a video this is a game video game. It, is, it, it shares a lot of DNA. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so The Raid, 2012 Indonesian film by... 2011. 2011. 2012 maybe in the US. I think, in, I think I read that in 2011 it had its like film festival debut. And sure. then 2012 oh, sure. was when it actually got like Classic, uh, a release. You were never really here. I like I cannot find any consensus on whether that was a 2018 or 2017 movie. I think it's the same situation. It was just late in the awards season oh, for God. 2017, yeah. which another time for that movie, but there is a time for that movie. Uh, yeah, 2012 yeah. Indonesian film directed by Gareth Evans. Uh, are we what? Are we I, doing I, names? I don't know. Just a plot summary, I guess. It's oh, um, I was going to do names with uh, oh sure. Eko Uwais, is that what we agreed? Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're not. None of us can speak Indonesian. Um, <laughs> Go these figure. Are, these are all Indonesian names, I believe. Uh, Joe Taslim, um, I, I think his first name is Joseph. Is Chinese, I believe. Um, okay, but I believe the rest of these actors are all Indonesian. Um, it's an Indonesian movie, Indonesian language with English subtitles set in Jakarta, right? That's my water. Um, wow, it's very quiet. Um, <laughs> the main character is Rama. He's a, a rookie cop, kind of, maybe, sort of. Well, by by canon, he's a rookie. like it's one of his first missions, like maybe uh-huh. his first mission. He is the least rookie cop, though. Yeah, he, he also just possesses a, a John Wick caliber of destructive ability where, like... <laughs> With it in the first act, within the first half hour, he's using a, a police billy club like a tonfa to take down eighteen <laughs> dudes in a hallway in the span of two minutes. If you if you um, thought that was ridiculous, you should see the second movie. It gets oh really? It I gets should more see the second movie. clouded and just stuffed with humans being getting their shit rocked. It's just more kind of. So the that's same. a good thing to point out. I haven't seen the second movie. Neither have I. I've so, seen it. I've seen one it a for long three time ago, but I remember it being just like bigger, better, whatever. Sure, I'm, I I could see that. I could I, I would watch that. Uh, but sure. we've got Iko Uwais as Rama, uh, Joe Taslim as Jaka, who's the raid leader, uh, um, Rama's boss. Um, uh, did we talk about Ray? Ray Sahatapi. Sahatapi as, as Tama. Tama uh, Riyadi, who is the the boss. The primary antagonist of this movie at the tippy so to top speak. of at the, the yeah, tower at the top of the, the high this rise 10 level tower or whatever yeah yayan um ruhayan was that it uh yeah Jesus, sure yayan ruhayan so as mad dog who is the uh like he's the enforcer he's the tough he's the mini yeah. boss he's, he's the uh, mini boss and like the actual like like bad guy bad guy because like he he's, he's the, the guy who sadistic. does the fighting he is and, yeah yeah um uh, Yayan uh, Ruhian and uh, Iko Uwais actually did all the fight choreography for this movie really? as well. Yeah, yeah. Gareth, Gareth Evans is also credited as like one of the stunt choreographers. Oh, really? I didn't which know that. I I believe it. Sure, he yeah. was. We can get into the story of exactly why that might be. Yeah, uh, into the podcast. Um, Pierre Gruno, which I'm going to take liberties with pronouncing that name. It sounds like an easily pronounceable name. <laughs> Pierre Gruno, sure, as Wayu, <laughs> uh, who was the old guy, the the lieutenant cop, who's wearing. A, like a polo shirt underneath the most his plain clothes, just not to, at all to, tactical. To demonstrate hey, this dude's that he a cop. is, it's it's actually kind of good costuming because it like demonstrates a level of comfort and familiarity with yeah. the the environment that they're in that the other people don't possess. Which but, of course it turns out that he's corrupt, so it, like it makes sense. Sort yeah. of, but yeah, he's like the S- older. Spoiler alert: the clearly cop. shitty older yeah. uh, <laughs> lieutenant is uh, who like no good. Right? He's no like, good. He sets off the events of the movie for uh, murdering a child for like. Like almost no reason whatsoever. The kid Literally. Like, yeah. runs out and like sees that there are cops in the building, and then runs back inside, closes the door, and then there's like a thirty second pause where it's like, "What's going on?" And then he shoots through the door to murder this like this, seven he year old. Shoots kid. him in the fucking back. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like through the neck too, right? Well, I say through the back or in the back because like the last time he saw this kid was his back flashing as the door right. closed. So like he's shooting him defenseless. Jesus. Uh, anyway, so the. Basic plot is Rama and this team of rookies led by uh, Jaka, Jaka yeah. and Wayu are sent to raid this uh, apartment complex. This, yeah, it's this high-rise apartment complex high rise. in the slums in Jakarta um, because it's the hideout of Tama, who is this notorious underworld boss. Mm-hmm. And he like... He, like, rents it out to criminals. He purposefully rents it out to, like, just the underbelly of society. Yeah. Just yeah. 
people, not even people who are like dealing drugs, just people who are generally just doing drugs and poor. <laughs> well, you know, this is like a clubhouse for bad guys. They yeah, are, they much. are producing drugs. Like yeah, in the it's, basement. They, they are right. producing. And, drugs. And what kind of drugs were those? By the it way, it was white powder. White powder, or at least <laughs> elements of it were white powder. But then they had like chemistry sets right. and shit. So I'm assuming some offshoot of just meth? all of them. Yeah, they're producing all every the kind of. Well, Pe- I didn't see it. Yeah. Didn't see no weed. The residents of the apartment are. I don't think they're all just smoking weed in there. Some, they're doing some harder stuff. Except for that one. I really love how it's a clubhouse for bad guys, except there's just one dude. There's yeah. just one dude who just lives there with his wife. With his sick wife. Yeah. And like, he's just like a, a totally normal chill well, he has dude. to pay for all the medication. Yeah. You know? Oh, right. Um, Is he I destitute guess. because it, he pays for his most, wife's... Ooh. It's the most uh, like video game ass thing where it's like you'll be like in, in like an enemy level and then there will just be one apartment that is just... Uh, I can sell you some a, supplies yeah. I got. <laughs> there's just like a side <laughs> quest. A there's a side quest guy in there and like everybody else in this apartment is evil and you just like, they attack you and you kill them and then there's just one guy who's just standing in a corner and he's like, hey, I need you to help my wife. <laughs> yeah. It, it's literally that. It, there's no difference. It's, But anyway. So anything left on the plot? Uh, oh, uh, so so they, they infiltrate the, the complex. They're, they're doing cool SWAT porn uh, as they they get inside, they garrote a guy uh, extra judiciously. Not yeah. that there is a judicious yep. way to garrote a guy, but um, yeah, it's very bad, very fascist imagery, uh, etc. Um, but it turns out that this was a a lie, basically, a setup, right? It was a setup. They knew they were coming, um, and so like shit pops off pretty and, quickly, uh, pretty wildly, and from there on, it's like an escape game for the. Yeah, yeah. The, the team. SWAT team is trapped on the sixth floor, and every bad guy in Jakarta is in this apartment yeah. using Penchak Salat. Is that the pronunciation? Sure. Uh, um, to which is the Indonesian martial art um, showcased in the movie? Yeah, uh, to fight and try to kill them. It doesn't seem to have like a clear hierarchy of who gets weapons and who doesn't because it seems like kids <laughs> have AKs mm-hmm. and then that one band of marauders just uses Well, Mad Dog machetes. doesn't like guns because they're like ordering takeout. I do love that Mad Dog does that he's, like, he's yeah. that purist and he pinches yeah, he his does, fingers he in he the air. The, this is the thing. The inverse Indiana Jones where he's going to shoot a guy in the head and then he takes the gun away and says, sure. no, too easy. There's, there's no honor in it. You yeah, know, he I says it's like ordering takeout. And then killing he, somebody. He, they, I, I think that this this script has moments and like that was one moment that I really liked is that like Gareth Evans had to sell that this dude was a like a freaky psychopath who loves to kill people with his bare yeah. hands. And to do that, he just gave him like saying all of these weird lines that don't make any sense he's like this is it this is the heat this, this is, is the thing this is says. the beat and it's like what are you fucking talking but but also like yeah <laughs> man like, like that is how you would talk about guy. that yeah he, he is the most effective bad guy for sure in the movie um mm-hmm. which is also that's uh yayan Rihian. uh yeah and like i think he sells it really well also <laughs> he does and he's not none of the people in this movie i mean they look like you know bad guys but they're not in an American film, they would have all been super buff, yeah. super bulky. I, uh, I thought about that a lot the, while the I was watching. The henchman would have been this you know, eight-foot-tall dude mm-hmm. who like, picks a dude up by his neck. And it's not that. They're all kind of skinny and scrawny. Yeah. There's a few people I, that are kind of like have dad bods just running around <laughs> with uh, uh, billy clubs <laughs> yeah, and stuff. There's, there's that um, – I guess that relies somewhat on like its roots in – Penchak Silat in that like it is not so much an overpower your foe type martial art. I'm not an expert. I've just done very basic Googling since I watched the movie back in like 2013 for the first time. Uh, but it does not rely on just overpowering your foe or just like punching him to death. It relies on like motion and grapple and momentum. Yeah. So like the body shape of a lot of these bad guys is fairly realistic to the style. It felt yeah yeah. Um, I I think it's maybe important to kind of bring up just the wild mood swings this movie goes through and that yeah, it cannot be stressed how much like a video game this movie is i mean there's it's, really it's unbelievable it was like seeing it for me who who's a person who plays who played and plays a lot of video games especially in that era it was like such an undiscovered touchstone this is for a resident me. evil game basically it absolutely 100 um, yeah and like to to see like to see how every video game from like 2012 to 2015 cribbed so directly from this movie uh, was really eye-opening in some funny and, and frustrating ways, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Thinking yeah. back to that, like how it is clearly influenced by and does influence video game styles, like 
there are movies that do that well. Like specifically, Old Boy has a whole lot of video game reference or not references, but like a feel in its in its cinematography. Uh, specifically, like that one scene of just him going uh, of the main character going from level to level, mm-hmm. just killing people. Uh, so, like, I won't fault this movie for feeling like a video game or for yeah. influence or being influenced by video games. Yeah, it, well, I uh, go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. I was gonna, yeah, I'm not actually like the biggest old boy fan, but I do kind of appreciate that movie a lot. And, and that movie, at least, like, kind of that movie, like, does its work dramatically. Yeah, mm-hmm. this movie. I mean, that, this is yeah, my no, I'm not. this is my main problem with the raid, um, which is it's interesting, right? Because like yeah. we we talked about how it's a video game movie. I have the same problem with it that I have with a lot of video games. Oh yeah, which is that it doesn't do enough work to properly contextualize the hyperviolence that right. it goes through. I think a movie like Old Boy or a movie like John Wick, which obviously owes like a oh, lot man. Owes to everything this movie. To this movie. Yeah. yeah, there is no John Wick without the raid. Yeah, like, 100%. Just straight up. And yeah. there's not a lot of the John Wick type movies without the raid. So like we need to give raid its credit for that. Mm-hmm. It was an extremely influential movie. But like the thing that Old Boy and John Wick can do that that I don't think the raid redemption can is they can establish a, a universe and a characterization where the like ballet like horrifying hyperviolence is if not justified then understandable within the context of the world mm-hmm. yeah. and i really don't think that the raid does that i i think it really fails to do that <laughs> yeah the the raid the the story beats are you know there's kind of, I guess you could call this a, th- a three-act film, even though I hate that kind of uh, uh, delineation. putting movies directly into that kind of mold. Sure. But, you know, first opening bits of the movie, uh, clearly establishing how badass all these cops are, even mm-hmm. though they're rookies. You know, there's a scene of the guy coming out of the shadows and choking someone mm-hmm. to death, shooting the kid through the door. I mean, it's it's really kind of gross, but it, it's and, doing and that and on to purpose. to the movie's... Tenuous credit. It very tenuous tri- credit. Yes, very tenuous credit. Yeah. It tries. It tries to sort of contextualize that the things that these cops are doing are not appropriate for cops to be doing. Yeah. Or I should say it pays lip service to that. Right. But was, it is extremely video game. I was going to say, I wouldn't say that it tries. Yeah, like, I think that might be a little strong. Point. But I think that like, there is value in, the, in noting that it does go through so many motions to make the most ridiculous explosive violent version of the thing happening that it possibly can like yeah they literally explode through the floor to get like out of a bad scenario they explode somebody through a, a refrigerator just because like yeah they, they four or five a, guys uh, are at the door a propane tank inside a refrigerator turn the refrigerator around so that they'll be safe and then explode the propane tank and it, the flames shoot out of the front of the refrigerator they're totally fine on the other side of the refrigerator did you guys like that moment or is that I, it, part, it's, it's badass, but there's a part while I was watching. It's like, is this up there with like Indiana Jones yeah, four I mean, in terms like, of like fridge-based? Uh, <laughs> Wakanda's primary export is refrigerators. They're sure. all they're all made of vibranium. <laughs> yeah, <There's, laughs> it's fine. I I like. I think moments like that. That's another criticism that I had like lingering in the back of my mind about this movie is that it does punctuate at times. It's like just uh, ballet of violence with moments like that that are like, okay, that was clearly. And uh, a, a punctuation, clearly an emphasis point of the violence. Yeah, but that and, just, a, and again, like some of that is is the the um, questionable sharpness of the script mm-hmm. that has some lines that are like, huh, like that line is doing more than it should to sell this premise that the movie's not actually interested in yeah. selling. I remember at one point they're like, uh, I mean, they they say a lot of the things that I guess you would think they would say, like uh, um, the cops are just another gang. I think one of the bad guys says that at one point. Mm-hmm. It's like this is just the same as if another gang was raiding us or like in the, there are yeah, a lot oh, of lines like yeah. that, that like try to sell the idea that like, Oh, the cops are just as bad as the criminals in this, in this world. But that, the, the movie's not about It's not that it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't have anything to say about police brutality or police violence or even the, the criminal justice and system. It, it doesn't humanize other than the main character's brother, who a big plot point is that he is, uh, I don't, again, I don't know the names of any of these people. But Andy, the, Andy yeah. is the brother's name. Andy's yeah. brother. He's, he's played working. Donnie yeah. Alamsu. Sorry. Donnie Alamsia. Alamsia. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he is kind of the, the brains behind the entire operation. It is kind of revealed maybe halfway through the movie. Uh, and I guess one of the big twists of the movie is that the main character's brother is working for the bad guy. And this is obviously a conflict of interest. And that's kind of the main dramatic. Other than... Uh, uh, 15 second 
uh, shot at the beginning of the movie of the main character of him uh, kissing his, his wife. wife's and, belly. Oh my it's, gosh! God, it's so it's so good because he's like he's way. like doing really sick crunches and push-ups and like <laughs> like shadow boxing, and then cut to him kissing his pregnant wife's belly. And it's like yeah. let's all right, we're in this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it. What was I even saying? The, the brother. It doesn't. It doesn't really put the legwork into. It super doesn't. It, it doesn't. It. Yeah. And like, I don't think it's actually interested in it. No. And it. I Which think that fine. shows. That I, that is where I'll say to its credit. Like, it does not make a whole lot of overtures toward feeling like a very sentimental or empathetic or you know meaningful plot or script. It just like it doesn't have that take it or leave it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was gonna say outside of the outside of maybe three characters you know outside of maybe three gang members throughout the movie um there's really no humanizing moments with any of them i mean there's there's literally shots of uh you know like a door with uh a kind of a glass little peephole in it and you're seeing like crowds of people like zombies or something through the window like they're they're meat right and like there are there are a lot of moments in this movie where we are meant to delight in particularly gruesome and elaborate death sequences. Just them getting the shit kicked yeah. out of them. Often, mm. often at the hands of the main character, right? Where yeah. like, the main character will perform literally like circa 2014 Tomb Raider reboot signature <laughs> kills. Yeah. Where like, like he will like, he will like hold a knife up to a guy's throat and then pirouette while holding the knife so that the dude is basically decapitated because he slid his throat all the way around. And like, there's so much of that in this yeah. movie right from the start. And like, this dude, first of all, uh, Iko Uwes looks like he's about 20 in this movie. Yeah. And he's supposed to be a rookie. And he is literally John Wick in this movie. He is, yeah. And like in John Wick, the fact that everything becomes a weapon in John Wick's hands is like kind of tragic. That's the character yeah. of John Wick, though, and as well. It is yeah. Absolutely. It, like the idea that John Wick is doing these incredibly elaborate, weird, artistic kills totally makes sense in that context because that's who he is and that's yeah. why people are afraid of him. Why would this rookie be doing that? Like, why can, why can this rookie just fucking, like, brutalize 20 dudes in a hallway, old boy style, and nobody else in the movie can do that. Yeah. Like, everybody is good at Salat, but they're not that good at it. I won't say that, like, it's ever explained, but to me, when he goes up to his, at the very beginning of the movie, during that, like, 15 second, like, empathy sequence, uh, when Rama is uh, sort of they're setting up the character. He's doing his crunches. He's praying, and he's going to kiss his wife's belly. He goes to his grandpa and he's or his dad, sort of ambiguously yeah. old guy character, and he says, "Don't worry, I'll bring him. I'll back. bring him back." Yep. That to me says like, oh, he's probably been. He probably got into the force to yeah. go get his brother back from. That seems right. And there's also another line when he's talking to his brother, where his brother talks about how like the fact that he was such a disappointment to his father is what set him on this yeah. life of crime. Right. So, like, there's there are seeds there. And, like, again, maybe because, like, Gareth Evans' script is pretty good in this movie. Like, yeah. I kind of was interested in that. I was like, what if these two brothers are both, like, super fucked up, like, martial art super soldiers because their dad made them that way? What if their dad is, like, yeah. Big Boss or something? <laughs> but, yeah, it's... I, I guess I... I wasn't really ever interested in it in the yeah. same way that um, I, I mean again the movie doesn't care the, like the movie's yeah. not interested in that the movie movie doesn't um, I I kind of feel bad comparing this to John Wick over and over again but that's it's such a direct influence upon John Wick that yeah. it's kind Which of is hard good for not this to. movie right because like there, it is. again there is no John Wick without the raid there just isn't yeah and I I do I think John Wick's a better movie yeah, um, and I I remember. After John Wick came out, I saw it and I was raving about it. But everybody that I talked to, first thing they'd say is, of course, you know, hey, this is this badass movie. How cool is this? And the second thing would always be something along the lines of, hey, that movie had fantastic world building, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my the, God. the setting of that movie, that hotel, the chips, you know, like there's. That's this the big takeaway from whole, John Wick, right? It is. Like, yeah. It, like, that's a movie that, that gives you what you want, but also kind of subtly takes the time. There's just enough hints to kind of fulfill all the other requirements that mm -hmm. a movie like that yeah. kind of has to do along the way. Uh, and the raid just kind of pays some lip service but doesn't it, even care about it. And it, it also, like, the fact that it doesn't care about it kind of, like, creates, in my opinion, some pretty significant problems for it, like, sure. both politically and just artistically. <laughs> like, because in the absence of that, it, it's going for such an obvious shorthand for, like, 2010's Gritty, yeah. where, where it's like everything is going to be dark blue concrete 
the and soundtrack black. is just the soundtrack badass. is industrial butt rock. It is like, it is video game like pause music. You yeah, know what I mean like and and you're not you're not supposed to see anybody in this movie as a human being except for the main character. Yeah, and the main character's brother, I guess. And they take, like I said before, painstaking steps to like. <laughs> to drive that home every like good guy and bi- bad guy that dies dies in the most gloriously like violent yeah. way possible and, and the guy like, who falls uh, down the stairs and falls like three stories and then cracks his and back cracks his back. that guy that actor was also injured in that sequence yeah, uh, yeah because I, in shooting that one of the I, wires I think, it was I think head. was not yeah, correctly I, yeah. Right. um brutal yeah it's a, it's and brutal like scene this is maybe I'm, I'm this isn't fair right like it's not fair for me a white dude to say this but like Gareth Evans is also like a white dude he was a, a Welsh a Welsh person mm-hmm. uh, he did a short film and then was contracted as a, a freelancer to make a, a movie about Penchak Salat a documentary mm-hmm. a documentary yeah. um, and that led to his career in making these movies yeah. and like it makes me a little bit uncomfortable that that like he's a, applying this this storied shorthand of like movified violence to this this region and these people like i think it would be again like it's not this is not criticism that i would read if if i saw my name attached to it (laughs) because i'm just a white guy also but like like there's something about the idea of like a person being like okay like i'm going to uh, like appropriate indonesian martial arts and set it in this like this specific context of like Hyper movie violent yeah, bullshit. There could be not to, I guess, play devil's advocate, but there there could be. I don't know enough about Indonesian cinema. I I guess I I probably should watch more of it. Um, yeah, but there could be that same context. You know, um, there could be it's a just, lot. It of was the a same. context I recognized, right? It was. And yeah. The the again, I literally the entire time I was watching this movie, I went, I I need to know whether this guy's played Resident Evil Four because I mean, just and straight you, up and then plot you beats. knew. Because he said in an interview that oh. this is a survival horror movie. He's straight yeah, up. Yeah, I need that. to know about number four <laughs> specifically. Like, th- like going those... into a town, everything's okay. Villagers get really pissed. You're boarding up windows and doors. I couldn't stop thinking about that while I was watching. Interesting. It. Yeah. And then the, the of course the end of the movie and the end of that game turned just just shooting the shit out of dudes for hours at a time. Um, yeah. Resident Evil 4 specifically, more than, you know, like some of the earlier Resident Evil games. Yeah. 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 That's that w- interesting because I Maybe think Resident Evil 5. But Resident Evil that. 4 enjoys a, a similar status to this movie sure. in, in that, like, they're both huge touch, touchstones that defined the generation okay, yeah, to follow. Yeah. Um, that's a, yeah, that's a really interesting point. Um, I really like the actors in this movie. I think that everyone does, like, a really good job. I think uh, when you guys were talking about the body types and physicality of yeah. Penchak Silat, I think that, like, that like bleeds over in a really interesting way to the acting styles. Yeah. Where, like, I really think that, that like, even the bit players in this movie give really understated um, performances that Who are, are, that are affecting. Say that? I really like Joe Tazlim. Um, I really like Yayan uh, Ruyan. Um, I mean, I guess they aren't bit players. I was gonna, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, like, I think that that the the um, the the big five, they're like five big criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all do a really good job. Even the the machete wielding dude, who I thought was Mad Dog, uh, his eyes are just always yeah. yeah I, I love who's given that. maybe the best scene. Or, uh, it's okay. The most, yeah, you can the most normal movie scene. You yeah. Know, um, which one? It's when they're in the guy's apartment. Yeah, when they're hiding out. Uh, when oh, the main character is caring for uh, an injured uh, member of the elite police squad who is uh, not doing so well, and he kind of you know carries him into this room, and it happens to be uh, the room of the. Well, it doesn't happen to be. I think they know the number, but it's the room of the. The, the one normal one, guy. <laughs> you know, in air quotes, normal the dude who's guy for his just like, nice He's classes. just, like, doing his thing, yeah. Yeah, and they knew about him because they bumped into him on the way into the apartment complex. He was carrying a bag of drugs uh, for, to, to care for his wife. wife. <laughs> yeah, which is, like, again, also, like, the, sh- the yeah. biggest shortcut to storytelling. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, one here's of two a 30-second fe- sequence here. One of two here. female characters, uh, neither of whom have oh, lines Jesus, wait, really? Yeah, dude. She They're, says like she says something defensive once. Are you talking about the other one who's the, the drug addict wife. line? No, there's Oh, is there a the drug t- addict? There's a drug addict oh, lying good. on the floor who says like one line that's like, Where did he come from? Oh, oh representation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we have a sick woman, we have a pregnant woman, and we have a drug addict. None of whom have any lines. <laughs> you know, you could you could splice together scenes from uh Dread. 
the Dread remake. Which was also playing at the Trilon the same time as this one. It was one. a double bill. Yeah. 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 That, that has a strong female uh, villain in it. It's yeah. A good, Mama. Good character female what I remember. Uh, right? With Lena, Lena Hetty, Hetty, right? Yeah. yeah. I do remember That's her rad. in that movie. Yeah. That was a really good... <laughs> Two, when did that come out? Two extremely similar... 11? 10? The Judge Dread remake? Yeah. It's later than that. Is it later than that? I would oh, say yeah. 2013, Oh, maybe. it's like extremely a raid. You guys say smart things while it's, I Google that. maybe plagiarism a little bit like it, oh yeah it, it's totally oh, copying yeah. from the raid extremely it's doing a few things better a few things worse 2012 y'all oh wow maybe so, it was in anyway. production and production mm, from, i don't know yeah maybe, maybe. probably yeah. i thought that was a later movie than that that's interesting carl uh, urban deserved better they should make a sequel to yeah that. carl yeah. urban's a good actor hey that guy's good this yeah. is not a carl urban cast let's just <laughs> go through what every movie Catching up with Carl. Yup, yuppies, young urban professionals. <laughs> That's not I'll a Carl s- Urban. I'll myself out. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, you were talking about the machete scene. Yeah, and they're uh, hiding in the dude's apartment. They're, they're hiding in like Between a fake wall. Yeah. yeah, there's like a. I mean, it's the bad guy comes in with the machete and just knows like ah that's a fake wall yeah. and starts investigating it they're because hiding like, in the like whole, a slip plant the whole panel. movie the whole high rise is like the dingiest imaginable apartments and There's it's like, hey why is there this weird wall just sticking out of yeah. here wonder if that's fake and yeah no it is and fake. so he starts sticking his machete into the wall and uh rama and his injured buddy are hiding in it and the machete keeps getting closer and closer to them until it's a good scene it's okay. Um, it's good. It's I think that again, like Hitchcock uh, yeah. tension. Oh, you know? it definitely is. Is like it's really well choreographed, or uh, well composed, and and ratchets up the tension really well. It didn't really work for me in this movie because I again I don't think the rest of the movie holds the tension well enough for it to work. Like yeah. when it's such a kung f- like or salat uh, action movie. I, I don't think that like I like I knew everybody was going to be fine, right? Like, and everybody was not fine. Like three people was were fine. It was like a fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, in that it was like a body count yeah. of eighty yeah, in, this in movie. that scene. Uh, no, I I agree. I do. I just I think it, it. And I didn't. I don't really know that I cared enough about the characters at that point to be really really invested in the idea that they wouldn't be caught. Yeah. Because if they were going to be caught, then uh, Rama would just fucking kick their asses because that's who he is and what he does. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I think that the climax of that is uh, the the machete. Yeah. He goes through the wall and, you know, in in classic movie style, like, just barely Glances cuts open cheek. a bit of a guy's cheek. And Ramas, it, yeah. And the bad guy is called away for some reason, and it's, so it's sitting there, and the guy has to, like, it's really good, hold yeah. his mouth. And then he, he puts his hand up to kind of try and move the machete away, and the guy comes back and slides it back out you know while his hand is touching and, and it. He, coo- go ahead. I think you might be saying the same thing. It's re- it is a really cool idea, like... Point of detail that I think he puts his hand up to catch the he blood. He does. Yep. Yep. Yes. To get, so that to he get the blood off the machete, coming. so he doesn't oh, notice. I it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I was really thinking cool. while watching wow, this movie. Was like, oh my it's god, he's gonna know. Scene. He's gonna know, and then he's just gonna yep. stab him Houdini style. Yeah. The same no. same thing happened. Ooh, that was. Yeah. That so was he really like cool. wipes it off as it slides out. Yeah. That's why he grabs it with his hand. Yeah. It's a. I mean, like, I don't think it's a. Like, I don't think it's a stupid movie. I don't think that Gareth Evans is a stupid writer. It's just smart and stupid wit. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a I'm not like afraid of a lot, but like I'm not I don't have, I have a lot of like phobias, but like n- needles I've gotten a little better at in the past few years. I'm not but great like with needles. something about like slicing skin is mm. like I thought of it as just like I bet I could know how that feels, and that doesn't feel good. Oh, no. That's very I'm, yeah. I, can't I, uh, imagine that. I can't do any like like cutting in movies is really tough for me. Hmm. I, we yeah. didn't go to any of the Argento movies. Yeah, uh, for because that, like for I I can't those do it. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was good. Yeah, an effective scene there. Um, yeah, uh, especially in contrast to like, maybe this is unfair, but like, I the the two big climactic fight scenes of this movie fell pretty flat for me. Oh, which really? Is like one the the drug bust raid, which is like it's it's sort of signals the beginning of the final act where like all of the oh, pieces the- are in place where the um, why you um, Rama and not Jaka at that point. No, but there Jocka's is a third dead. guy there. It's the guy who's I, injured, right? It's is, the injured. is it the guy who got is his it not ear? the injured cop, or was it Andy? No, they're oh, rescuing Andy. Yeah, it's it's one of the other head police. Yeah, who, who I, dies? He gets yeah. shot at the end. I so think I this is a good point to mention that about maybe a half, two thirds of the way through the movie, they are given the chance to just escape, and Rama says, "No, I'm going to go back." For personal reasons, I'm to save, save my, my brother, brother. because the brother—that's where the movie kind of goes right, from there. Th- the brother is found out. They see him on the security camera helping mm-hmm. um, 
Rama and they yeah. start torturing him um, because like there are several scenes of Tama, the boss, torturing people just to establish that he's a badass. So when you say the, I didn't even think of this as kind of one of the main action scenes. When you say the drug bust, do you mean the scene in like the drug lab? In the drug lab, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's it's probably not, the worst. It's not of a very what good scene. It's one of the long, of main action. It's one of the yeah. longest, and I think it that is, does not help. Which, it. And it signals the beginning of the climax, which yeah. is like mm-hmm. why I think why I called it that. I mean, the real climax is um, Rama and Andy versus uh, Mad, Mad Dog, Dog, which yeah. is a, a two-on-one fight scene. Um, that is good. Did you it, not like it? That uh, much? I think it's like three full minutes too long. And they, I mean, that's and they yeah. repeat, they repeat choreography. Uh, they, they do. They do a thing where where uh, um, Andy is is on the floor and Mad Dog topples over his back, and they use him like a bridge to knock over Mad Dog. That's they a do cool that scene. Three that's a cool bit, times. though. I know they do but it it's three cool. times in one fight scene. It's true. Well, hey, I mean, if it works, you know, if it, it works, works the why first not? Time. <laughs> How many times have you seen Nathan Drake do that to guy to a guy? Yeah, in, and it's in bad. One in, battle. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm uh, saying. It's, it's actually like, good in all those it, games. It, uh, it, uh, which is like like also. The the fight choreography is definitely indefensibly better than ninety nine percent of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also like definitely it it created some of the pro- same problems that I have with with a lot of like contemporary Marvel Marvel movies, movies yeah where it's like there are so many big whiffing haymakers and so many times when they lead with their head and grab the dude's stomach or midsection and then just run does that work in real life when, I when need would to it know ever work that there's no this. there's no Get use up. yeah there's no use case for it and it never works out in the movies and it ne- it's like what was your plan dog like yeah. like every single time you grab a dude's midsection and your head is down by their stomach it's just like knee knee elbow <laughs> knee and then throw him off and it's like why did you do that i mean best case scenario you are then on the ground yeah. Both of you are on the ground, and you don't have the upper hand because you're at his waist. And, and your he stomach has your just entire got body at his time. Time. I feel like if you could Works. do that and and push somebody into a wall, that's a that's a good move right there. You know what I mean? Like but, that's a but think about like solid where's one. your head at that point? Isn't your it's head in the going wall, to dude. smite the wall? <laughs> yeah, but like, you just you just keep going for the stomach. Worst I know case what I mean. scenario, you have like uh, judo like fucking pro sure. who knows how to center his gravity on the ground and he just stops you like a brick wall and anyway. Like, the reason that they do that is because it looks really good on camera. And yeah. like it does. And it like, does show the motion they track some of those. look really good too. But it's just like like I feel like Marvel movies looked at these movies and learned only those two moves. It's like, hey, it looks really good if people do really big swings yeah, I, and then grab their midsection and run. I think I think that's that's why a lot of these fight scenes while like totally technically admirable both in like cinematography and choreography don't hold a lot of attention for me is because they're really? long yeah but they don't feel tense they don't like i, I think it, i don't have any yeah. there's nothing really at stake like well, even and, the people who like, do die just like in every every kung fu movie or every martial arts movie so maybe this is unfair but like everybody's wolverine like everybody instantly heals from all of the trauma that they sustain. I mean, the main character in this falls for stories. Oh, yeah. In the climactic scene, Mad but he Dog falls on top of the other guy. Mad Dog yeah, has Andy true. chained up and is just pounding his. He's, it, it's his his like he's maybe been beating the shit out of him for oh, like fifteen for minutes hours. straight. Yeah, or like an hour. Yeah, and his then whole body they, should be. They blue. let him down, and Andy immediately participates in the climactic fight scene at a level comparable to the other two fighters. Yeah. After after Mad Dog, who is established as a dude who like makes a living killing with his bare hands, is just pounding the shit out of his ribs. <laughs> that's that's kind of that's what you have to buy into, right? Yeah, you right. have to buy yeah. into at least in this movie. I mean, in the you know that that kind of final scene, um, everybody gets the shit really kicked out of them. Yeah, I but mean, it's fine because really. they're Wolverine. Yeah, but I mean, but they're not though. Like the beginning of that fight to the end of that fight, like. Those dudes are not doing yeah. well near the end there. They mm-hmm. are bleeding. Uh, it also culminates with the worst kill, in my opinion, in the movie with the the broken oh, lamp piece. The broken lamp piece through the guy's neck that, and then turning the guy's neck. He, they, yeah. and that he, thing would shatter to dust as soon as yeah, you touched like, it. It doesn't make uh, any they, sense. And also, that's union it's, made. That's strong materials. That's uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, support <laughs> unions. Right. Unionized. All my weapons. Labor I makes use signature are, uh, kills. Union made. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, it is an appra- I, I it's didn't, like a song I thought movie. it was a little it's, a little gross, but I, I did think that that you know that's how you end a fight like that usually. Yeah, oh right? yeah, yeah, and like um, they they do a good job of framing it where like like at one point somebody's head smacks against the uh, the oh, it, yeah. 
uh, the, the, the like wall, ceiling right? lamp. Oh, the and ceiling. then and then the like halogen light falls, and you can hear it fall down, and you're like, oh, they're going to use that that halogen light to they, kill that dude, and then they do. Quickly, I thought yeah. so. I had, I had seen this movie for the first time a few years ago, and I remembered all the big beats, but I distinctly remember this action scene ending with one of the guys unrolling the chain that uh, the brother was was hung up with kind of like choking a dude with it yeah and doing like a big mm. choking thing where that they, ain't what I happened. distinctly remember well, that then, and when that happens ended, in, I was like that happens in an episode he? of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure so maybe you're just like <laughs> oh is that right yeah. wow Jojo's. I'm so ashamed that you made the best <laughs> anime reference yeah. of this episode so, so the, the lamp the lamp is definitely I honestly, I do got, you go honestly I had seen the movie before I didn't remember that scene at all okay. I remember I, like I did get the feeling I got that yeah. Chekhov's gun feeling of like mm-hmm. when uh, 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 I'm gonna say his character's name Stuart. when Mad Do Dog, he doesn't have a name when he Mad doesn't, Dog it's just Mad Dog Mad yeah. Dog God, that's annoying Goro Majima yeah. <laughs> which yeah uh, Majima is Mad Dog right? yeah he's yeah, the okay. Mad Dog okay. yeah a lot of similarities you know uh, didn't you lean to me like character three wise, times during this movie? I did. Yeah. I I whispered that's Goromajima to Jason <laughs> incessantly. God, yeah, he was this is the character the from the uh, Yakuza, the Yakuza video Yakuza game, series, yeah. also known as Mad Dog. Yeah. Some similar. I mean, uh, uh, an appreciation for violence that borders on the fetishistic. I think is two defining it's character not traits in this movie. Though no, it's no. absolutely comedic in Yakuza. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's also a, a put on in Yakuza. Yeah, uh, Goromajima actually is a deep complex character very tragic yeah, as, as established in, game, in Yakuza, uh, Yakuza Zero, Zero yeah. cool. buy Yakuza Zero Fucking and play nerds, it. it's the one I played <laughs> one of the best games of the generation anyway it's fine um, oh, it's so good no but uh, so I was gonna say in terms of fight enders I don't know if this actually ends the fight or it's just like a big badass moment but the scene where he's beating the shit the main character is beating the shit out of like ten guys in a hallway Hell yeah, fuck there's yeah, dude. one specific move that literally made me like kind of wince up a bit where he like is fighting a dude face to face and he pulls, I think, his arms, and they both fall flat on their stomachs yeah. from, like, top From level. standing height, yeah. Yeah, and they all just, just and both th- thought at the same time, like, through a doorway, and I just was like, oh, oh well, And also, bad. the dude's, the door was broken, and so yeah. the dude falls and, like, on impales his, his neck and chin on, like, the bottom Which door they frame. Which don't, they don't languish on that for too long. They don't no, hang they around don't. that shot. Just long enough for people to go, like, ooh. But it is done very away, well so. in the same way that, like, John Wick does like the pencil scene from John Wick Two, except I mean? without, just, like, yeah, except without setting it up for yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> that pencil Both scene movies. in John Wick Two is kind of bullshit, actually. A little they bit. They should have just left yeah. him not doing anything with the pencil. And it, it like, was that's a, kind of fan service. I don't need. It was only funny. two people, not three people, though. So there's something. No, yeah, like, three the, people. The legend said three people. I think he only killed two people with the pencil. Didn't he kill really? the huge guy with a pencil? No, no, he, he killed, killed the huge guy out in a courtyard. Yep. With, with his gun. And he and shot the that dude, guy like four he, times? He shot the dude in the head twice, and the dude still got back up. And it's like, what? The, like, why would his bigness protect him in that way? Anyway. Uh, that's how, that's a, he's a, you know, he's is, a tank character. That's yeah, how it works, man. That's, that is how it works. And also, I love how in John Wick, bullets are chip damage until you hit the head. Did you yeah. Have you ever noticed that about that movie? Oh, yeah. Nobody ever dies until they're hit in the head. You Which, can shoot no. a guy unlimited Well, John times. Wick usually hits you in the head. Uh, I was yeah, going to say, boom, like, boom, boom. that's his, his thing. His strategy is chest to down him, head to kill him. Right. Because you have to. Character. Set up the chip yeah. damage. I, yeah. I actually thought that. I think one person does that to one character in the raid. I'm forgetting who it was who did it to whom. But yeah, somebody does that, and I thought John Wick. It, it's maybe worth just John while we're talking John a little Wick. bit Bubba about Yaga. John Wick, about talking <laughs> to something. I think we discussed a little bit at the beginning, depending on how we're editing this. Uh, but just about how this movie, I think, and I, I think I could maybe argue coherently, kind of led to like this weird arms race uh, in a lot of like Western media to have like. The bigger, more badass, the Western rain, absolutely, um, and a lot of that was was like single take fights, which I think probably owes more to Old Boy, even though Old Boy was an older movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie doesn't have a lot of like long single takes. No, if any, uh, it's it, actually edited very frantically. Yeah, quite a lot of the and, time, and like well though, like yeah, I, I think Gareth Evans is a really good uh, fight choreography yeah, director. I would There's agree. There's a that v- Vulture article you sent me, which mm-hmm. is I think it's called Gareth Evans talked. About directing the crazy fight scenes in the raid, or yeah, something it, like it that. was around the release of the raid too. So he's talking about the wrap up of the raid yeah. and sort of where they're going. And with he, the next he talks about how like they they storyboard really extensively before because yeah. like it's really bad. He said to like quote find the edit unquote when you're editing sure. film reel and like he says that that's lazy and like that yeah. really spoke to me. I thought that was a really mm-hmm. cool point that I had never thought about about like how you need to have the whole narrative of a fight scene before you start shooting the fight scene. Yeah. Is it cool? Anyway, go Which, ahead. as as director and he was one of the editors of the film and he was the writer like 
you can tell there's a lot of his flavor in there. Like that spirit of yeah. trying to make yeah, everything sure. contiguous within itself is nice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously not a lot of long takes in this movie, but it, I, I definitely, I think, could could point to this as maybe kind of the nucleus that a lot of these other movies are maybe circling around. Um, mm-hmm. when, yeah. When I do, you know, Daredevil season one, that hallway fight There is scene. no Daredevil without the raid. Yeah, straight yeah. up. Like, or old boy, I guess, but like, yeah. Uh, I think that, that this movie is definitely like the modern martial arts movie that defined what modern fight choreography yeah. looks like. I I think that that's probably... I mean, I haven't seen all martial arts movies, obviously. Oh, but no, like Jennifer either. Lawrence movie, but her being a Russian... Red Sparrow. No. It was Red Sparrow. Was that the, was that that is, the movie with it, a very similar action style to John Wick? I, I, I heard actually it never compared. saw it. I never saw it Salt is kind of like that. That's, that's Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking that's of something. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie then. But yeah, I, this movie, I don't know. I feel like it, it – this is maybe one of the examples of me liking a lot of the movies that influenced more. Like I do like John Wick more than this movie, I think. Oh, um, in, yeah. Indisputably, at least to me. Like I can really appreciate this movie, like I said, on a technical level and like as a work of clearly just wanting to showcase this style, this fighting style to Western audiences for what maybe was the first time, I'm assuming. In like, Probably uh, not, but maybe – at least, like, as a vehicle for this style. Yeah, sure. I'm thinking. I doubt it, but okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, like, American audiences. You think that there had been, like, a... Another a, Salat movie? Probably. Really? I don't know. Well, we'll have to find out. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, I don't... I don't want to be contrary. Join us next week. I mean, week. this movie came out, like, 2012, so that was very recently. Yeah. And Salat has been a thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but not in At least in festivals <laughs> of 2011, actually. So, <laughs> That's uh, true. <laughs> Correct. Uh, there's a... A really good heartening backstory about Iku Uwais in this, which is that his grandfather was a Salat master. Oh, re- founded, real, real life Iku. Yeah, okay. who founded a uh, um, a Salat, Salat studio or school. And uh, Gareth Evans discovered him during yeah. that uh, he was like a that delivery Salat boy? movie. He was. He delivered uh, phones or something. He like worked for a phone company as a delivery driver. Damn. And yeah, and, and Gareth Evans was like, hey, you should like help me make these movies and star in these movies and then he quit his job and became that which is fucking <laughs> rad yeah. like and he does a great job he does this. a great he does job. a really I think good he, job he does like uh obviously um the the action scenes in this movie are amazing um we should probably say that more like they're definitely like, they're really good yeah they're very good uh it, with yeah some of the last ones there's, there's an, not a fight scene in this movie until a th- more than a third of the way through the not film. A, not an actual, like, fist fight scene. Yeah, there's, there are a lot of guns, you know, uh, covert ops, yeah. you know. Which, which is one that you should say. Swat porn. Be, yeah. Because his first film, Mer- Merintau, uh, yeah. Gareth, Gareth Evans' which first film. I haven't seen, but also, it sounds really good. Yeah, <laughs> also me. was Eco Ways. Uh, oh, wait, never mind. Sorry, I'm... Thinking of another movie? No, I, there's a... It sounds like that movie has some pretty regressive gender politics. Oh, well, but anyway, I haven't I'm, seen it either. But no. uh, apparently, what a lot of people complained about in the reception of that movie was that it was like not well paced for an action movie. The first like forty five minutes are all drama and character development, which I'm thinking like there's nothing wrong with that. I so mean, it no, sounded no. like better raid to me. <laughs> it, that, that's what I was thinking when I was yeah. reading about this. And then in response, in direct response to that, when they were making the raid, he was like, "Okay, I want to get right into the action as soon as possible." So it's funny that you didn't like get the flavor for that get the feeling for like the violence and the quickness until a third of the way you know through. what it is the the movie there's nothing really violent happening well there, sorry there is violence happening there's no martial arts really mm-hmm. for the first half hour or so yeah maybe even a little more than that and well, a good movie eh, i shouldn't say it. i like this movie a better movie or a movie that's handling wow. its dramatic uh, moments maybe a little better than The Raid would use that time to then kind of set up stuff that pays off later in the film. Uh, and this movie just kind of doesn't. Like, the first third of this movie doesn't really set up anything in the same way that, like, again, sorry for the comparison, John Wick does. Um, yeah, it, Not it, that you could just remove instead, it, but you could remove some of it. Instead, it, it does set up a lot of, like cheesy sort of brouhaha yeah <laughs> we're like like we're supposed to like there's so much swat porn yeah they're like in the back of the cruiser and like uh jaka is like like gritty it's like raining and he's like all right guys like this is it this is the big raid and like there's so much of like like oh fuck yeah bro like, yeah this is gonna pop 
pop mm. off. And one, it's of, like, one of the rookies is like, uh, why are we chosen for this job? And one of the other guys is like, you don't ask questions around here. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like one of them, their hands are shaking because like, oh shit, like this is going to be so much. And like, yeah. like they, there's like a, a guard watching TV and then like hands come out from the shadows to grab him and grow him and, and like cue the bubble, 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 move. Yeah. It totally is that music though. It's like, oh fuck yeah, dude. And like that stuff. It's, I mean, like, maybe we should give it a pass because, like, like it was semi-influential, but, like, it's sure. so bad and so, like, yeah. like so bro-movie It is me. very bro-movie. There's there's a lot of bro-movie happening in this, not not only because there are literally no women in it, uh, but in part. There are, there are plot devices. There are female <laughs> plot, <laughs> devices. Are plot devices. I wouldn't say there's any female characters, but there are female plot devices. Um, we should uh, probably get around to wrapping it up, not within the next couple minutes, but just start thinking about your last thoughts. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so the ending of this movie, anything specific? I mean, you know, good guys. Someone, most of them die. Actually, everybody dies except for um, Wayu, uh, Andy. Does oh no, Jaka super dies. Yeah, uh, Jaka, yeah, Rama, dead dude, dead dude. Rama is 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 the the. Uh, it's just Trini right? who got to, got his ear blown off. Yeah, I think he's still around. Oh, at the that's end, right. Because yeah. he's like limping along with no, Rama. No, Rama's the main character. I can't remember the tra- or the other guy's name. The hothead. Yeah, yeah. Rama's like best friend. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. That's he, what I'm thinking. He gets of. like 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 movie neck cut where it's like, oh, it's om- almost the carotid artery, but yeah. not quite. So you're bleeding a lot, but you'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he hobbles out of there, and then you know the the bad lieutenant. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, what if Nicholas Cage was in this movie? Uh, it'd be a better movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all movies would be. That's uh, almost what about movies with Nicholas Cage already in it? Uh, just give add him another Nicholas Cage. Give him another role. Uh, Laura Dern and Wild at Heart is now Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I would all those Wild Wild shit out of that movie. Two Nicholas Cages. <laughs> you know what I heard uh, is that Panos Kosmatos, who did Mandy and Nick yeah. Cage, are making uh, an adaptation of a an H.P. Lovecraft story. Yeah, which. H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, terrible, no, terrible. no H.P. Lovecraft gets actually made. They're, they talk about an H.P. Lovecraft movie every yeah. year. Well, that's true. It's like, well, well, Jordan Peele's making for? Lovecraft County. Who? Uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Oh, he's really. Which is like sidebar. Like, what is up with the, like Jordan Peele? Seems like he has six different projects all in six different lives. I thought he, I saw a trailer he has for some a sort Twilight of Zone, show. Lovecraft Country. I think that's a YouTube Country show. Is gonna um, be a, another show. I I think is a YouTube like Black Mirror looking kind of thing. Yeah, and us. Obviously, Us, yeah. Ooh, shit. best best trailer I've shit. seen in years. Uh, uh, also, yeah, side Love, bar, Lovecraft bar. Country. Um, Lovecraft Country, my favorite genre of music. <laughs> like country, but it's got a dark. It's actually it's it. actually the name of a novel that I read last year. Okay, um, is it, it about Lovecraft or? It is about Lovecraftian myth. Okay, like, it mixes it with the American South, uh, pre Civil Rights American South. Uh, and it's just all sorts of messed up racial y- politics. Yeah, that well, thing. I mean, it's it. The point of it. Yeah. Is okay. That, like. So that you can imagine why Jordan Peele would be attracted to something. Point of it is that Lovecraft was weirdly racist even for his time. Uh, they never act. I think they referenced Lovecraft a couple of times, but they yeah. are completely forth forthcoming about the fact yeah. that it's very deeply rooted in yeah. horrific I, I mean, racism. All contemporary Lovecraft is an attempt to reconcile with sure and and erase Lovecraft's racism, which like you can argue about the. Uh, Validity of that experiment. I, Del I think, Toro like, will get of, funding uh, one day for one of his many Lovecraft. And, uh, there's want, a really good book written, um, "The Ballad of Red Tom," or I'm misremembering. Wow, misremembering it. But that's our, it. Does a really good job with that. Um, Waypoint talked about it. Shoutouts to <laughs> Waypoint. I guess. Yeah. The much bigger video game thing. Uh, anyway, we're not talking about the raid anymore. That's fine. It's a podcast. It, it is a podcast. Uh. I wanted to say before we finish that um, the Lovecast sh- that would be the Lovecraft podcast. Is there? There's a Lovecraft. There's like Lovecast. a billion Lovecraft, Lovecraft podcast. Yeah, yeah. All of them hosted by white guys. All of them just sitting around <laughs> going, "They'll make a movie someday, just one day." <laughs> the Mountains of Madness is going to get funding. Uh, I don't know if this is the version that we saw. I'm assuming it's not the version that we saw of the raid back yep. on the raid. Uh, the English version of that film was scored by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park. Oh no, I saw that version. Oh wow, yeah. is that the version yeah. you saw? Uh, there's a, a uh, the oh the subtitles at the very end of that movie like it ends on this big badass like dramatic like the two brothers walking away from each other yeah, one yeah. brother deciding to keep being a policeman the other brother deciding to stay with this life of crime and then yeah. kind of splitting apart not being redeemed in any way and uh, <laughs> uh, the subtitle says like 
Mike Shinoda's song plays. Like it says, really? It says, like, Mike Sh- I'm trying to remember. Maybe we Razor's saw a Out version. was the name of the did. song. I don't know. It could have been. Because, like, there is, what do you mean by the English version? Well, that's what every source I can find on the internet says. I'm is assuming that means dub? the English dub. No, because oh, mine was subtitled, and I, I, I think he. I think you. I think Mike Shinoda scored just. That makes sense. The entire it movie. sounds like he did. Yeah, he he didn't sing or rap, but I think he did uh, make did the music for it. Yeah, and the subtitles, like the very last subtitle of the movie, is like Mike Shinoda song starts. It's very funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> which I was like, it's kind of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, bit. I mean, like yeah. that, that's this almost like that. that's almost like like that's the perfect epilogue, right? Like yeah. that is what you need to know about this movie. Is it was made in 2011 and scored by Lincoln Park? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, like, you know, um, I don't know. I wrapping up my thoughts. I think that there, there's a weird um, event horizon for all martial arts fight scenes for me that, like, is the slap-happy moment where, like, I become slap-happy watching the scene. Mm-hmm. And it's like watching a tennis match almost at a certain point where it's just like, wacha, wacha, wacha. And you're just like, you feel like you're getting slapped. Yeah, like, you yeah. can feel your face getting, like, red. <laughs> like, it would... Um, and that's why I didn't like the last two sequences in particular yeah. is because they just went on long enough that, like, I started to, like, lose object permanence in terms of, like, the – like, those stopped looking like men getting hit and started mm-hmm. looking like – I could see the choreography. You know what I mean? Like, it started yeah. to look – I like that, though. Like, I, I don't know. I kind of – I think of, like, you know, Drunken Master 2. Like, that has – that that – Final fight is a lot longer than these final yeah. fights. And I mean, that, like, but it's I think so the, much more entertaining. The comedy that's, that's real good. That's yeah, like, we should watch that movie. Mm. Talk, yeah, let's we, talk of the trial. Jason and I have complicated <laughs> relationships with Jackie Chan. I think we've been talking about watching yeah. Jackie Chan movies a yeah. lot. He's a fucking narc. I mean, he has to be a narc. Because, he you like know, Chinese government disowned pretty, his gay daughter. Yeah, uh, like straight yeah. up. And she was homeless for a time. And yeah. she's Jackie Chan's daughter. And like, yep. boy, does that suck. Uh, it does. Anyway, um, I think that that like I think the difference there is the comedic value of that yeah, martial sure. art, and yeah. like I'm not saying that martial arts movies need to be comedic. Obviously, yeah. uh, I think like one of my favorite movies maybe is Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin. It's a very uh, it's a good movie. So it's not a not a comedic movie necessarily, but like there's something about the like the the try hard grit of this movie that made the combat scenes feel frustrating to me. Yeah, I think um, that's fair. Yeah, I think like if there had been any sort of attempt at levity, and maybe there kind of is. There's Mm. moments where you go, oh, I think, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I think you get those moments of like, I'm thinking of the the guy who. There's so much of that though. There's so much framing for just like you you and like this happened in the is theater, he gonna do right? oh like, he did it oh dude <laughs> like, there's so many moments that are set up for that payoff and like that payoff is something that's so gross to me like or so annoying i don't know it's I'm funny sorry because as, as a com- i think this is the worst movie to watch as a community rather than like just by myself at home because when i'm watching it by myself at home i would probably lose myself enough to like remark at those at those deaths at the at that incredible choreography at like the guy who gets his head bashed against the wall like three times as he's <laughs> it, like, three it times was more than down. three times right? it was, it was, like, it was bum, crazy yeah. it's like <laughs> alright uh, rapid fire or the guy who gets himself impaled on the bottom of a uh, or breaks door, his back on door the door frame or like I probably would have like winced or you know made an exclamation or whatever but hearing other people do it just soured me on the entire experience of yeah. really? those kills just like hearing the oh dude in the background mm. just like now it's bad. Well, and, and, like, yeah. And maybe that's not fair, but, like, it does – because it feels like it. the movie was going for that cheap heat so hard, right? Yeah. Like, like the movie was – that was the – what it wanted to elicit. And that is its humor, right? That is yeah. its, its place – like, its replacement for humor. Its, re- its replacement for the influence of, like, a Jackie Chan is – That guy went through a table. It, uh, so, really quick, the director did say that he was very influenced and kind of grew up watching a lot of, like, WWE and WWF. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you can see it. There's yeah, a lot of great. people – maybe not, like – breaking through tables but like especially that that drug raid scene um mm-hmm. there's a ton of people dropping and kind of breaking their yeah, back over which, the uh that that is also the the chairs being picked up and the exception to or the the retort to what i was just saying because that is kind of a funny scene because yeah. uh why you is also fighting in it why you is the police lieutenant yeah he's a yeah, considerably old older and stockier dude yeah and they they do like a uh um i actually hated his bits in that fight scene oh really <laughs> i, was just I thought like, they were funny 
but yeah, because it's, like it's it's the classic like he's a fat guy, so of course he's not like doing anything cool. He's like I'm gonna pick you up and throw you against but, like, the chair. In the back in the background, Rama is like taking on seven dudes. Yeah, like I Rama know, does, yeah. and then like he's just like picking up filing cabinets and like knocking them over he's, to and, like and take. What, he should have just been blocking like a knife with a sandwich or some shit. It's right. like that it, level. It, it was like, pretty he's bad. So incompetent. Yeah. The beauty of it is that those shots are shot exactly like the ones that glorify mm. Rama and all his right. like mastery of it. Yeah. It's just like oh now he's slapping some guys back because he's got him at the waist or like he's pulling a filing cabinet over some guy's yeah, head. He, yeah, just when he pulls a filing cabinet over on somebody, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, because because they're shot the same way. Like I almost had the thought, like man, like. Rama doesn't need to be working nearly as hard. <laughs> like, why doesn't oh, everybody yeah. just He's fight like that He's rewarded with these guy? great angles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like this dude's, like, doing, like, flips and, like, like setting up, like, like multi-step takedowns. And it's like, why aren't you just, like, picking up, like, that that Just chair? a tank on the ground. Yeah, just, like, a little tank <laughs> dude, of gas on yeah. the ground and hit somebody with dong, you know? It's uh, very slapstick. I know we haven't spoken to enough about him, but, like, the... Um, the cinematography is very, very good in this movie. I think yeah. The, I think that the... Not that a lot of plays, it's not a, cam. It's not a fun movie to look at because of how bad the set design is. I was about, <laughs> just about to say the set design is what gets me because I think that this uh, cinematography works well enough with it, but it's just not very good set design in that it's a lot of those fight scenes were filmed on a like, stage mm. uh, rather or like on a set rather than on location. So I think it just like... It looks a little like yeah. every room is just a big box in which you're just going to whip everybody's which, like, ass. It works a little bit. With it, it's intentional. I, yeah. And it might just be something that we're used to seeing and therefore we don't like. Because mm-hmm. like I read that, that they wanted this to look like a docudrama or like they wanted it to be yeah. filmed in like this gritty like style. Yeah. Which yeah, it, like is, again is something that we're so inured to seeing in 2019. Yeah. That, like maybe it just doesn't work for us. But yeah, I mean like all of the apartments were just staged for fighting. It was like, oh, look at this, There's this maybe empty a couch, apartment maybe. except for these two objects that are going to be used in the right. fight scene. <laughs> Which, like you're saying, it's it's a little hard to look at it through a 2019 lens because like Taken even that yeah. Liam Neeson movie, which is which has its ups and downs. It like it gives me serious Taken vibes. I yeah. I, I kind of yeah. really like that movie. I have to watch it again after maybe four or I five don't years think since that movie. It. It's been it's been a while. But yeah. like it it makes really interesting use of some of its spaces for action scenes. At the very mm. basic, you can say sure. that. And John Wick obviously does the very very yeah. same thing. Uh, they use a slot knife in that, don't they? At the end of in the climax of Taken. Do, don't they have a oh, Penchok yeah, 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 Salat yeah, yeah, knife? Yeah, that little, so um, that's another, okay. it's like a curved, like, crescent yeah. knife. There's which, a name yeah. for it. Yeah. I forget. Um, another, you know, I, I don't think there's a Taken without the raid no. either. Well, they, no, that movie came out I before think, the raid. Yeah, I think, I think Taken, Taken was did? 2008. Taken. I remember people talking about really? Taken when I was oh, wow. in sophomore Excuse year of high school. Me. Yeah. I can't believe that movie came out that long ago. What is time? That's a TV series. I know. What time? What year did the Taken TV series come out? 2000, 2008 was the movie. That's wild. Yeah. Hey, maybe wow. Taken Excuse was me. the. Uh, yeah, no. Think about God, it. I no, hope not. no. The show was from 2017 to 2018. I never saw it. There's a there's a torture an extended torture sequence in Taken where the only sure. takeaway is that it's really cool that this dad yeah. is torturing this dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. That in Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, yeah, same. Dude, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I love torture. Oh, I, b- Before we go, there's a movie that I have not yet watched that sounds really interesting. That if anybody's listening to this and is like interested in the concepts introduced here but like once something where's this gonna go i have no idea uh, it's that movie i was telling you about before we started called um by bust it is uh by bust i want to make sure that i'm b-u-y-b-u-y-b-u-s-t um i know you said you talked about it earlier i don't remember you talking about filipino movie from last year uh basically the premise is the same where there's a woman who's part of the dea in the philippines who is tasked with going and shutting down a drug bust or conducting a drug bust in the slums uh, things go bad and they have to fight their way out. But it like directly interrogates the fact that it's just police murdering innocents and like and uh, habitual drug users in these slums by giving them a voice. Apparently, like having characters who actually represent that. That's interesting. Yeah, that would and, be a significant departure from the raid. Yeah, where it pays lip service to that, and then we continue to go on with the fascistic exactly. <laughs> celebration of it. The movie. As was seen, interpreted, and meant as uh, commentary on Reg- Rodrigo Duterte's whole war on drugs, his incredible oh, sure. violent war on drugs sure. in the Philippines. Uh, so I, I'm going to see. I think it's on Netflix currently. Sounds good. Uh, you should get a I'm, thing going. Yeah, yeah. We should it's watch popcorn. that. That's it. Just sound, like I came upon it in looking up this movie. 
and I just got to say, it sounds way cooler. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still is it very Scott, much, is it a well-received movie. Like, I, yeah, I haven't pretty, heard about it. Pretty well-received. I okay. don't know that it got a huge Western release, except sure. now that it's on Netflix. Um, uh, people, apparently the lead actress, whose name I'm forgetting now, was known for, like, rom-coms, and then came back with this really ultra-violent, like, uh, commentary <laughs> on the police state on movie. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it was kind of like a rebirth for her sure. career. One point in favor of the raid. Uh, over the raid, I mean, there is a lead actress. <laughs> there is an actress. I, I recognize, by the way, the hypocrisy of having a podcast about three guys where I talk about female representation. Hey, we're we, doing our best. We've we've got some stuff cooking. <laughs> Does that mean anything? My sister couldn't. This be is like takeout. She didn't want to drive. To the movie, it's I, fine. I really wanted Mad Dog when he said, uh, "That's like takeout." When he was pointing to guns and he yeah. put up his hands like he was going to fight, I wanted him to say, "This is like cooking." Ooh, <laughs> I just wanted that to be the script. Oh, that, for like that is good. That would have been fucking great. Yeah. Then he says, "This is the thing," which might be better. He could have said, That's "Them's wake. good eats." <laughs> How do you feel about them's just good? Like eats? Mama used to make. <laughs> uh. Okay, bye. <laughs> I I'm still reeling about. Taken coming out in 2008. I yeah, I'll never be the same. That. I'll never be I the feel same. Like an idiot. It's wild. Dude, I, I remember my uh, I remember my English teacher. Yeah, I must have been a 2008 sophomore. Yeah, I was or a sophomore. Because no. you're a, you, how dare you? I'm sorry. Excuse Excuse me. Me. Well, depends on which shit. portion of the year we're talking about. Half of the year is probably a freshman. Half of the year is probably a sophomore. Fair. Yeah, uh, I remember my, my English teacher, who would have been my sophomore year English teacher, actually saying like, "Saw Taken." Movie's fucked up. Believe he can just <laughs> kills a bunch of European. Uh, what is who, what is the ethnicity of the people that he's just plowing through in that movie? I think he kills mainly British people in Taken Two, and Taken One is set in like Turkey. It's I think. somewhere in the Balkans. I think. Yeah, yeah. He just and she was just like he just just slaughters people. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> Uh, I have a distinct she memory of right. that specific. She yeah, like had only seen Schindler's List, and she was like Liam Neeson, a, a fantastic actor. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a good man, and I know what happened. <laughs> that in Star Wars Episode One, just he's only played great people. <laughs> all right, that's all my thoughts about the raid, y'all. Yeah, uh, I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, I, I think that it's like a foundational, it's a fine film, like. Uh, sort of modern touchstone, right? And like, I think it, like, if you want to know where all of the bad fight cinematography in Marvel movies came from. It's not bad. The, 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 it's, some good stuff. It's maybe not bad Marvel here, movies. not as bad as I think. No, yeah. it's great in the, in the raid. I think that, that like all subsequent yeah. fight choreography is a bastardization of it or like a lot of it is. A lot, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I agree with that. At least, at least the Marvel stuff has been paying off to like, yeah, I guess there's Spider-Man here so he's gonna swing around. Like that's not... Like all Captain America movies are just Captain America just sliding under tables and just yeah, beating someone's head against. It's the okay. Like Winter Soldier has some decent cinema or choreography yeah. in it. Civil War does too. Uh, yeah, a little bit less maybe, but there's oh man, Civil War. Why does he punch the Iron Man suit? The Iron Man suit. Wait, when, wait, when does that happen? He f- he punches the Iron Man suit. In hey, the this is the Marvel so cast. You're now listening to like, the Marvel cast. He's Captain make, America. Doesn't make any fucking sense. It does. That thing takes tank shells at point blank range. But it All the take time. Steve Rogers I don't think point blank the range. Iron Man suit takes a tank shell point blank range. Probably I think, dodges I think all of the tank do. shell. I How think even the ones that break Iron apart Man, do. You can fly away. This is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous conversation. You clearly don't understand the <laughs> okay, characters. Well, you get shot <laughs> How they've been set up. And like, why would you punch the Iron Man suit? Anyway. <laughs> Captain America <laughs> has a super serum in him that makes him super strong. Maybe you haven't been paying attention <laughs> for the last... The, you know, can we just like fade out the decade of world building they've do? been doing alright sick uh, but Stanley Captain America first Captain America he's actually what? very strong yeah, he's he the, has a shield which is made out of vibranium is he one of the okay. scientists vibranium yeah he's the Meaning guy that comes up with the super soldier Iron that's Man incredible that. yeah. I like I Stanley Tucci a lot that would be a very good I don't know why thing to do, you know, from I really a superhero standpoint you're trying to take down a guy like Iron Man get a shield no I haven't it's something to do with kinetic energy it doesn't take kinetic energy which doesn't make any it's a movie in which Tom Hanks well he's 